Hello, and welcome to the Love Jesus and Live Healthy podcast, where we are bridging the gap between faith and fitness using powerful interviews and educational content in order to equip you, the listener, with tools you can use to love Jesus and live healthy. I am your host, Matthew Gay, and today we're going to be talking about the history behind the faith-inspired training concept and why I built both a business and a nonprofit organization around it. Let's begin. All right, guys. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in for the first episode of the Love Jesus Live Healthy podcast. Uh, I'm going to go over today a little bit about the faith-inspired training method and what it means, breaking it down into its three main parts. That's faith-inspired and then training. So let's start off with faith. Um, Alternate words that we could use for this are Christ-focused, gospel-devoted, kingdom-oriented. Typically, I I, I go with Christ-centered. And so we pull this from Ephesians 2, uh, verse 8, where we start going into, um, we hear hear from uh, the the, the author, the writer of this, this book, speaking to the church in Ephesus, Paul. He says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works so that one may boast. And then in verse 9, he says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so we we take this word workmanship and we think about creation. We think about anything that we could make or anything that we've seen someone make. Maybe we use something that someone has created. Maybe the phone or the, the, the radio system that you're using right now is the workmanship of somebody. And so we think about us being a, a creation, a masterpiece of God. And we have to then consider how it's supposed to operate, right? Like when you think about your phone or you think about your computer or any machine, there's a certain way that the, the the creator of it intended for it to work, right? The inventor of it. There's a there's a um, there's a, a a a method. There's an approach that the creator was taking in creating that thing, uh, and so we want to consider ourselves that way. Well, anything that we do in order to truly operate in the will of God has to be. Christ-centered. We have to keep our eyes, keep our hearts fixed on the work of Jesus Christ, the intention of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, uh, and the reality of what that does in our life, right? What it what it creates in us. And so he saved us. He set us free uh, from sin and from ourselves. Uh, so now that we are able to carry out the good works that Christ Jesus has created us for, that he has died for us to be able to to carry out. A part of this is going to be even through our health, right? So it would be a shame for us to be free spiritually um, and then to be bound up physically because of our own activities, which is usually going to be a manifestation of, of, of shackles that we are struggling with mentally, right? Like, as a coach over the years, I've, I've seen so many circumstances, so many, I've talked to so many different people where they are still struggling from the effects of childhood. They're still uh, struggling from just their own uh, lack of self-worth or uh, maybe it's depression or, or just self-doubt. Um, there's these things going on mentally that are creating habits and actions that are now uh more visible in their physical appearance and in their physical condition, more importantly, right? Their health. So we want to take into consideration 
who we are devoted to. And this is Christ centered. When we talk about health and the body, this is, you know, this show is largely about faith and fitness coming together, faith and health coming together. We have to really question ourselves and ask ourselves, how important is, is my walk in, in health, my faith walk and my health walk coming together to Christ? Like, is there supposed to be a connection? Our health is supposed to be devoted to God, just like our, our, our quiet time, just like our fatherhood, our motherhood. We could just sum that up and say parenthood, just like our work life, like everything that we do is going to be uh, in line with our spiritual allegiance to God. And so with the faith inspired training uh, concept, we are saying that our health is going to be something that we devote to God as a form of worship taking into consideration that our bodies are the temple of God. So our reasoning then is not going to be the same reasons that maybe the world would have. Somebody who's not a believer, right? Like we don't just want to have a six pack so that we can look good and attract attention. It's more so now I want to be physically equipped to be able to do anything that God calls me through his spirit. Uh, You know, I want to be physically equipped to do that. So appearance changes regardless Attention isn't always good, but phys- and physical strength only goes but so far. But ultimately, our faith, our surrender to Christ uh, is, is going to be the, the foundation of our health walk. So we seek to glorify God with our bodies, a task that is more easily accomplished through one's physical well-being. So then we go on to the next pillar of this, and that's that's the inspired part of it, faith-inspired. What does that mean? So we could just say led, right? So Christ-centered, spirit-led, taking that from John 16, 13, and, and we see him say, when the spirit of truth comes... He will guide you into all truth for uh, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So we have to consider the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives as Christians, right? The Holy Spirit for us is a guide, right? He's a comforter, right? He does many things on our behalf. He ultimately is a guide for us. He reveals the mysteries of heaven to us. He opens our eyes to the truth of the gospel. It was him that did it. It's him. He's the one who bridged the gap, right? In order to get us to where we are now. He also serves though as a messenger in our daily lives, like moment by moment, decision by decision. He is speaking to us. See, he can see things from a different viewpoint. He has a view of the entire field. So he's able to see what's, what you've got coming. He's able to see where you've come from. And he's able to see where you are even more clearly than you ever could. And through our, uh, through our faith, we have been equipped to be guided in truth by him. This requires us often to resist temptation, step out of our feelings, step into an uncomfortable situation, take the path less taken, and do the right thing despite our desire to. And why? That's for the sake of whom we are devoted. Again, we go back to that spiritual allegiance. So because of his guidance and our obedience to the the Holy Spirit, to the guidance of the Lord, the unctioning of the Lord, we are now taking into consideration uh, every area that he is 
speaking to us on our health, concerning our health and concerning our dietary habits and our physical activity, right? He might be the one who is telling you, man, you really need to set an alarm, get up and start walking, but we have to numb ourselves to his voice, to his unctioning, right? He might be the one who at the, at the dinner party is saying, Hey man, you really don't need seconds. And you're saying, but the food was so good. And he, you know, you're feeling this, like this, this battle going on. He might be the one that is causing that sense of a battle and it's really just flesh warring against spirit. That's all it is. A lot of the times we as Christians are just feeling the effect of uh, the flesh and the spirit warring against each other, which scripture clearly tells us is going to be a part of life. But it's your decision, right, to to follow the, the path that is less taken, as we mentioned before. It is our decision to follow along with the, the desire and the guidance of the Holy Spirit over the temptation and the desire of the flesh. It's us, our choice. We have free will and that for some of us is like a burden. Like, man, why why can't you just make it easy for us? And it's that's not the desire of God for, for his children to be as robots. Um, we find strength in making the decision that was most in line with the will of God and following along with the will of God, we learn the heart of God. We learn his desire. We are able to grow in our faith. Um, and we strengthen that muscle of obedience to his will. Every time we say yes to his will, even though we wanted to say no, right? And that's going to be a part of our daily walk is that we're going to have to say no to some things that we want to say yes to, but should say no to. And on the other side, we're going to want to say yes to some things that we should say yes to, but we really don't feel like doing, right? Lastly, we go into the training aspect of this whole thing, you know, faith-inspired training. And so we're now looking into the discipline that is involved in living a healthy life in Christ. And this is something that the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to, to have even more. So he enables that we look at the gift of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we, at the end of the scripture, see self-control, right? And so this is something that the Lord has equipped us with through his spirit. Uh, looking at Hebrews 12, 11, we, we start th thinking about godly correction. It says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And it never feels good. I mean, it never feels good to be corrected, right, by anybody, especially not by your, your loving, uh, merciful Lord, but it's because he loves us. Like he would rather, he would rather cause us to stumble. He would rather offend us when he sees us walking across the street in the middle of traffic than protect our ego, right? So he wants to save our souls. He wants us. To, he wants to save uh, the 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 mission that he has placed over your life, the call, right? And 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 in order to do that, he's got to save you, right? He's always saving us. He's always watching over us and, and caring for us, right? This is why we can trust in the grace of God for our life. His grace is sufficient for us. And so we see this, but through our spiritual allegiance to Christ, through the, the power and the fruit of the spirit, we're not able to have a discipline within ourselves that leads us to live healthier lives, to make choices that empower us to better serve God uh, concerning our, our nutrition and our, our daily activity, right? So we have habits. We understand that we have habits that need to be corrected, 
We, we have bodies, honestly, that conform. If you slouch too much and over time continue to give, your, give into the, the law of gravity, you will find that it is much harder to stand up straight, right? Like you'll find that you have to work harder to correct your posture. Our bodies conform, right? If you don't move a lot, your body doesn't utilize energy very well. You find that you're more tired, even though you, you it would, it would so to some make sense that the people who don't do as much have more energy, but it's actually the other way around. Like the people who do less have less to give. And the people who do more somehow, some way they seem like they have more to give, Right? To, to those who have, more will be given. To those who do ha not have, what they have will be taken away. We have also some learning to do about ourselves. And that is ha that happens through self-discipline. Like, you don't learn really about yourself unless you've been challenged, right? Like, you don't really know yourself unless you've come up against some hard stuff, right? Like, I think you guys could agree with me that we don't learn, we don't grow within ourself unless there's a pressure, unless there's something that causes us to, in the moment, say, who am I going to be? What am I capable of? Like, am I going to give up right now or am I going to press forward? Like, am I going to be like witty and, and am I going to pray for wisdom and, and operate in wisdom or am I going to give in to my feelings? Like, who am I? How do, how do I handle uh, adversity, right? How do I overcome? Do I overcome? You learn about yourself, Right. And that you don't really get to know yourself unless you've got some self-discipline. All you know when you're used to conforming and giving in is that that's what you do when you you're faced up against a challenge. But God is telling us, hey, look, I need you to live healthy lives. I need you to live self-disciplined. Don't just give in to anything. And we have to ask ourselves, you know, if you lack self-discipline in one area, where else do you lack self-discipline? Right? Like we can we can fool ourselves into thinking that, oh, it's just in this area. But that's a muscle. I think self-discipline largely is a muscle that you either strengthen or that you don't use. And and in this game, what you don't use, you lose. It's almost like, I don't know, learning Spanish, right? Like if you don't use it, after a while you forget a lot of what you learned. If you don't use self-discipline enough, then that, that muscle seems so hard to engage. So practice that. I want to end with this, guys. You can't be more than a conqueror, but willing, but willingly a victim of laziness and the fork. You've got to find self-discipline. You've got to be Christ-centered in everything that you do. You've got to be spirit-driven in everything that you do. You are a Christian. You are the light of the world. You're called to be different. The narrow path may say, eat whatever, eat convenient, eat for your taste buds and your taste buds alone. Like fulfill the desire of the flesh in that way. Don't do anything. You don't feel like walking because it's uncomfortable. Don't walk. You don't want to exercise because it, it, it rattles you and, and causes you to be a little bit fearful and you don't want to be judged by other people. Then don't exercise. It's fine. That's not the truth. And that's not what God has called us to. He's not called us to a spirit. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I'm telling you, those who have fooled themselves into believing that God does not care about our health, that God does not care about our ability to have self-discipline, they're not thinking clearly. They have not read all the scriptures, or if they have, they have, they have twisted them in a way that, that does not include health and fitness in their life. You have to twist scriptures. If you see the heart of God, if you see the, 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 the desire of God for the body, for the temple that he lives in, if you see the mission, 
God, and what he is doing to reach the world, you will see that it is important for you not to eat sickness upon yourself, not to uh, indulge in physical inactivities and laziness and, and Netflix binging. You'll see that it's not okay with him, that it's actually a, a counterproductive. It goes against the will and the desire of God and his mission to spread the gospel. He wants to use you to reach other people. And I'm telling you, if you're not treating your body well, you are messing with your own witness. You're messing with your own ability to reach folks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. And make sure that you are to share this podcast with other folks. We want to educate you. We want to empower you to live healthy and follow Christ. Uh, This is your host, Matthew Gay, signing off. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.